Okay, so this episode is a little different to normal. In fact, it's a one-off special episode, which comes with a very important message. It's shorter than normal. It's being recorded on the 21st of March, 2022, and it's to do with what's currently happening in the world. Now, today we're talking to Andrew Velosh, who until recently was a pupil recruitment agent in Ukraine. He's put his job on hold. There's no need to explain why. And instead, he's doing something that's very different. But let's hear from Andrew himself. Andrew, thank you for taking the time out to be here today. First of all, tell us about the work you were doing beforehand, what your job was up until all of this started. Uh, Thank you, Simon. Since 2011, uh, my job was uh, student recruitment. So we were recruiting uh, pupils for UK boarding schools. And uh, over the last six months, I was working in partnership with one uh, private school in Ukraine and organizing an Olympiad in English. And the plan was to have it done in three stages. Stage one, simpler one, second one, harder. And and for the final stage, to invite representatives from UK boarding schools to personally interview the strongest candidates and to offer them a prize of a week of staying in their schools. And the goal for the event was to promote the schools who were willing to take part in it for local community, for regional community, and potentially to find pupils for them, as well as promote our uh, private school in Ukraine. So just for the sake of clarity, then, you're, you're currently in London, I think, but you're from Ukraine and regularly in the past heading back to Ukraine as well. So tell us then more importantly about the work that you're doing right now. So since the war began, my, my work has been put on hold for obvious reason, and I'm full time volunteer at the moment. We purchase second-hand ambulances and we staff them with medications and send them over to Ukrainian frontline hospitals. Uh, the ambulances we purchase from uh, dealers here in the UK and the medications are being provided free of charge by NHS hospitals or different medical organizations and charities. So having come from Ukraine, uh, I'm presuming that you have friends and family in Ukraine right now. What are they experiencing over there? Uh, in terms of my immediate family, I'm, I'm sort of lucky here because we are from Lviv. It's a very western part of Ukraine and it is relatively quiet at the moment and safe. Uh, but we have lots of distant family in all other parts of Ukraine, including those um, the most affected. So the experience is very different. So I'm, I'm literally scared to text those in 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 front lines so I'm, I'm scared to to find out some bad news so i'm i'm just i'm just praying for them thank you andrew i i literally can't imagine what that must be like what you're going through what they're going through either so let's talk about these ambulances if you don't mind how many have you managed to have delivered out there so far uh, we have 12 vehicles already there and um, we are sort of we raising funds to to get more because uh, Many hospitals, the, the permanent hospitals, they, the ambulances were literally bombed, destroyed. And uh, apart from that, so they're struggling for ambulances. Many hospitals who never had any A&E, at the moment they were converted into A&E hospitals and they, they never had their own transport. They were looking for some. On top of it, there are many uh, field hospitals set up, including those set up by uh, British volunteers, thanks to them. And they, they also have no transport, so they're looking for ambulances. And uh, 
and uh, I want to make it clear that these ambulances are not going to be used on battlefields. Although our cities have been turned into battlefields, unfortunately, but this these cars are not uh, designed to, to, to be used on the field, so they are actually used in the cities. They enter the scenes in between, in between the strikes to help the least fortunate, so injured and, 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 and um, wounded civilians. And as well as that, uh, from time to time, we have these so-called green corridors through which civilians being evacuated from very frontline cities and these vehicles are being used as a part of this evacuation convoy. So they enter the cities, they carry the, the transport, the elderly and, and injured civilians from those cities we are allowed to, to evacuate people from. I'm really quite blown away by your efforts here and your achievements as well. I mean, if somebody asked me to see if I could source one single ambulance, I, I wouldn't have a clue where to go or how to go about doing it. And here's you, you you've, you've done 12 so far. Uh, but that's so far. How can we in the independent school sector, how can we help you to do more? Every single school does a lot. And we're very grateful for that. They set up collection points. They 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 collecting warm clothes, blankets, nappies, canned food, etc. But the reality, the irony is that tons and tons of such products being delivered to border daily. And and the the, the problem is that none of it is actually be being delivered to frontline cities because of for obvious reasons it's hard to get lorry through through the places shelled and, and bombarded by, by Russians. Therefore, only little vehicles escorted by uh, military uh, platoons being being able to, to, to get through, and these vehicles are being used for carrying the most important stuff. And most important stuff is obviously medications. And in that case, the ambulance is the best vehicle for that. It's two-in-one, so it's being used as a vehicle to deliver medications and then stays there to be used as ambulance and so coming back to your question so what we ask schools to do if a school can raise enough money to purchase an ambulance themselves we ask the trader everything's being done through official traders here in the uk so trader send the invoice to the school school make the payment and and we do the rest. If uh, we what we are promising to school is to actually physically to deliver this vehicle to the school, so we can take a picture in front of the school. So school have schools community has this feeling of attachment to it. So and um, it's a, it's also we see it as a good lesson for pupils of the school to show them charity in action. So they see the exact vehicle, they can see the number plate, and then in the next couple of days this this school will receive pictures from Ukraine. But this exactly the same vehicle being used to help uh, the, the, the least fortunate, as, as we call them. If, if school is a smaller school struggling to raise enough money to purchase the vehicle themselves, uh, they can do partial payment. They can um, uh, sort of unite with other schools. So it can be one vehicle can be purchased between two or three schools. So any any options available. So maybe sort of two or three schools getting together. And then uh, if that vehicle was delivered to the school, first of all, then maybe it could travel from one school to another to another. And then, of course, go out to Ukraine to do the most important part. Absolutely. Because the irony is that the staff schools collecting is not being 
given them for free. It's actually it's given them for free, but the the, the parents and and the uh, pupils actually spend money on it. So to purchase blankets and nappies, they have to go to Tesco, Sainsbury's, or whatever, and purchase them. And instead of doing it, if they uh, raise this ten pounds, five pounds each, uh, then they will easily end up with um, getting is raising enough money to purchase a vehicle. And then on top of it, they 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 spend money on shipping the the, the stuff to the border. And uh, I have lots of uh, messages from the border from Western. Uh, parts of Ukraine there are tons and tons of nappies tons and tons of blankets tons and tons of canned food but they stay struggling for first aid kits and they're struggling for ambulances so this is this is the this is the harsh reality and uh, what I personally think if you allow me to carry on is that it's it's a, it's a great tradition in UK that the charity to, to, to do charity work and it's 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 amazing but what I can see is that people take what's happening in Ukraine as a natural disaster. It's, and uh, people u- get used to help people who survived after natural disaster, after flooding, after uh, earthquake or something. And uh, it's a completely different story. Uh, one thing is helping uh, the survivors to, to providing them warm clothes and food and absolutely different and completely different story is helping those uh, being literally involved in an ongoing war. So completely different help is required, completely different needs they have. Um, just regarding a, a, an ambulance, what sort of money is involved in, in needing to be raised to purchase one of these, typically? Typically, one uh, vehicle costs between four and 5,000. That's a good ballpark figure then. So a school could either do that on their own or they could get together with another school and then, you know, all being well, then that gets transported out there. What kind of work is involved in transporting a vehicle like that from here to Ukraine? The first stage is, is to service it because they all secondhand, some of them were sitting on the yards for, 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 for ages. Uh, so, so we have volunteers who service them for us. Then we have volunteers who, who drive them to the border. Then we have the next set of volunteers who take them over the border, normally the Polish volunteers. And then on the other side, or, or on the customs, the vehicles being met by representatives from a specific hospital, because every vehicle is going on order to a specific hospital with a specific set of medic- medications ordered by this specific hospital. So representatives from this specific hospital is actually meeting, is waiting for the vehicle on the border with some army personnel, because it has to be escorted and they drive this vehicle from the border to this specific hospital so uh, what we also say to the schools if the school wants to make a story like a bigger story the school's driver can drive the vehicle to the border because many of our volunteers are are, are British so um, if school's driver wants to drive the vehicle to the Polish border he's more than welcome to do that so it's great to know then that the money raised to purchase one of these it's not an ambulance that kind of gets lost in Ukraine somewhere it actually goes to a specific place and that people will know where it's going to as well absolutely because it's obviously you can't take it to the border and leave it there but to get it over across the country which sounds unbelievable for me at the moment you have you, you can freely travel across the country so you have to be escorted and it's not only because of lots of uh, blog posts, checking points, so you have to get through. So somebody from army 
authorized has to get you through as well as as it literally can 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 face uh, some some kind of uh, Russian like military group on the way, so it has to be protected militarily. <sighs> Andrew, tell me where people can go to find out more information on this. What can people do? LinkedIn account, and uh, I can give them my, my my contact details. So they contact me. They can contact me direct. As I mentioned to you, I'm full time volunteer now, so I'm, I'm answering my phone twenty four seven. I always did it, but the reason is different, obviously now. Uh, so uh, yeah, they can call me. I send them all the details, and um, we can start from there. Okay, well, I'll put your phone number then in the show notes, but just in case anyone's listening to this and they don't have a chance to look at the show notes, um, can you share your phone number on this recording? Uh, yeah, it's quite simple to remember. It's 078 again. That's a great number. So 078 11 and that's a UK mobile number. Yeah, it is a UK number. Okay, got it. Well, Andrew, let's bring this to a close now. But thank you very much for your time. And hopefully this message will get through to a number of people who may well be able to help. And hopefully somebody will be able to get in touch with you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Simon. So there we go. Andrew Velosh, previously a pupil recruitment agent in Ukraine, but now doing something even more meaningful, something that affects people in a very different way but something that needs your help. So just a reminder, you can find out more by giving him a call on a UK number 07811 And also, if you want to find out just a little bit more about Andrew and what he was doing beforehand, then his website is isacdirect.com. That's isacdirect.com. But like I say, shorter episode than normal, just a a special one-off episode. And if you feel that your school is in a position to help or to team up with another school to help as well, then do please get in contact with Andrew. I know that he will appreciate it, but not nearly as much as the people who will directly benefit. That's it for this episode. Thanks very much for listening. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.